You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, Netscope. Netscope is a worldwide leader in SASE and Zero Trust. Its unified platform, Netscope One, provides optimized access and zero trust security for people, devices, and data anywhere they go, helping customers reduce risk, accelerate performance, and get unrivaled visibility into any cloud, web, and private application activity. To learn more about how Netscope helps customers be ready for anything on their sassy journey, visit netskope.com. The U.S. steps up its cyber operations against ISIS, and ISIS returns to information operations in a newly disturbing way. Ransomware remains a major threat, and it's showing some new geolocation chops in its phishing. And when you're online, you shouldn't neglect old-school threats either. This week has seen patches from Cisco and Google, as well as Microsoft. In industry news, some cyber companies seek, others delay, IPOs. The debate over privacy, security, and transparency continues and takes a few surprising twists as the Panama Papers meets iPhone hacking. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Thursday, April 14, 2016. The U.S. steps up its cyber offensive against ISIS with the general approval and concurrence of the civilized world. China seems to be taking related, albeit probably less discriminating, steps. Earlier this week, several Chinese companies announced their cooperation with the government to help mute extremist inspiration online. Twitter continues to try to block the Islamic State from making continued use of that social media platform, but its success at doing so remains mixed. ISIS adherents continue to keep pace with the blocking by the simple expedient of creating new accounts. ISIS itself, Big ISIS we might call it, has returned to information operations this week. Its familiar inspirational trope, death to apostates and crusaders, now disturbingly begins to name names. The group's online publication, Dabiq, is running a theological argument for the execution of those it calls the Imams of Kafir, that is, Muslim leaders in non-Muslim countries who say it's possible to live a Muslim life in places like the United States. This, Dabiq argues, is tantamount to apostasy. There's also a longish list of overt crusaders that's mostly comprised of non-Muslim political figures. Authorities are reported to be on the alert. In conventional cybercrime news, you may have heard that ransomware is on the way out, being replaced by old-school device-locking malware and even more primitive scareware. But not so. Ransomware is as virulent as ever. What some researchers have observed is a return of earlier, easier-to-execute attacks— the commodity malware is less challenging for less skilled criminals, and it works often enough to make it worth a shot. But it's not time to let down your defenses against ransomware. One creepy development in ransomware has been observed by Sophos. They've found samples of phishing emails bearing as an attachment the customary ransomware payload and the customary bogus invoice. What's creepy is the fishbait's newfound geolocation capabilities— some of the samples show the addressee's actual, physical, brick-and-mortar home address. The email has other implausibilities in diction and usage, but it nails the mailing address. So don't let your address cause you to drop your guard, whether you live in Oxfordshire, England, or Gravel Switch, Kentucky. Researchers warn that some Samsung galaxies can be exploited to call or text even when they're locked. 
Exposed USB modems provide the attack surface. This week's patches include the usual run from Microsoft. They also include a Cisco fix for the company's unified computing system, UCS, central software, and Google has published an update to the Chrome browser. In industry news, investment analysts continue to sniff around the opportunities presented by publicly traded companies. Optiv, formed in last year's merger of Acuvant and Fishnet Security, is rumored to be preparing an initial public offering sometime in 2016. Optiv this week announced its acquisition of identity and access management firm Advansiv. On the other hand, Tenable, unicorn though it's been called, doesn't want an IPO yet. It feels the market's not quite ready. Underwriters Laboratories, the venerable safety standards organization best known for the UL stickers affixed to electrical equipment, is now certifying Internet of Things devices under its UL 2900 standard. Security researchers are both miffed and baffled by UL's refusal to share its new cybersecurity standards with them. The new Privacy Shield system set to replace the old transatlantic safe harbor agreement is running into problems in the EU. Privacy advocates argue that not enough is being done to address their concerns about data sharing. Privacy concerns also come to the fore as the U.S. Senate deliberates the proposed Burr-Feinstein legislation that would require companies to decrypt content when law enforcement authorities present them with a proper request to do so. The ongoing Apple Department of Justice dispute is informing the debate. Another matter with implications for privacy and transparency is, of course, the Panama Papers. Those curious about what Masek Fonseca, the law firm at the center of the uproar, might say on the incident, may now consult the firm's comprehensive statement regarding media coverage. Masek Fonseca is especially concerned to dispel supposition and stereotypes, educating the public on the nature of their business and its implications for privacy. That very business prompts some interesting reflection from an attorney on the DOJ side of the Apple-FBI encryption dispute. Apple, he suggests, is acting more like an offshore bank than a disinterested civil libertarian. Finally, as we read the Cornish Guardian this morning, and we do try to keep up with all the local papers, we saw that hackers had redirected the website of a dental surgeon in Newquay so that it displayed what we've learned to call with some delicacy an adult site. There's, of course, no obvious motive in the North Cornwall hack, but we're pretty sure we saw something like this on an episode of Doc Martin. Didn't we? Anyone? Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire.
The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Joining me is Dale Drew. He's Chief Security Officer at Level 3 Communications, one of our academic and research partners. Dale, welcome to the CyberWire. Well, thank you very much for having me. Level 3 is our newest academic and research partner, and I thought by way of introduction, maybe we'd get started by just having you give us an overview of Level 3's threat research labs. Well, so Level 3 is a global telecommunications provider, one of the world's largest uh, internet backbone networks. We operate uh, one of the largest voice networks and content delivery networks. And we decided pretty early on that that we had access to a lot of of, uh, data that we could help better protect the uh, internet backbone uh, in our customers' network. And so we've taken that data and we've created a, a threat research lab now, when we originally created this uh, function, we did it for our own situational awareness. Uh, we did it about four years ago, and uh, we took our NetFlow data, which is our sort of uh, information on what IP packets are traversing our network, and our DNS data, um, and we analyzed that data to be able to derive patterns of malicious activity, um, phishing attacks and malware attacks and command and control centers, and we did that to see who the bad guys were, who the bad guys were attacking, and how often they were doing it, and sort of what their goals were. Um, and so the threat research lab has been uh, developed for the purposes of better understanding those threats, as well as identifying and stopping those threats when we detect them. And why do you think it's important for a lab like yours to share their findings with the rest of the industry? You know, the faster that we can respond as an industry to make it more expensive for the bad guys to operate, the more leverage we have in being able to um, force the bad guys to come up with different ways of running their business. You know, we we recently identified a a fairly large industry botnet called the Angler uh, botnet. It was uh, making the bad guys about uh, $90 million a year in fraud. When we shut that botnet down, right, we we blocked it on our backbone network, which protected our backbone, protected our customers, and for the most part, protected the global internet. Um, We we removed $90 million in revenue from, from an organized crime syndicate. We think that making it more expensive for the bad guys to operate more uh, challenging for the bad guys to create capability gives the industry the space and time it needs to better protect their infrastructure. Dale Drew from Level 3 Communications, welcome to the CyberWire and thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, 
Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the CyberWire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners. We're always looking for ways to improve the N2K CyberWire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey and share your feedback now. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the dark net, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. Cyberwire. 